in Argentino tango, uh, the guy has to always lead the woman. <laughs> so I have to obey him. <laughs> Only when we dance. <laughs> Welcome to Mosaic of China, a podcast about people who are making their mark in China. I'm your host, Oscar Fuchs. Today's episode is with Sabrina Chen, who is in charge of what gets shown at the Shanghai International Dance Center, which is the first and only complex of theaters specifically dedicated to dance in the whole of China. To the uninitiated, and I definitely include myself in that category, contemporary dance can come across at first as scary and esoteric. But Sabrina dispelled some of those fears for me, and actually since we recorded this interview, I've been to a handful of really good performances. So if she can convince me, then I hope that she can do the same for you, if you're also relatively new to the art form. Obviously, the performances I saw that I mentioned were not held recently. This episode is going out on March 17th, 2020. And all venues like theatres, stadiums and even most parks remain shut in Shanghai due to the coronavirus outbreak. But having spent six or so weeks now in lockdown, we are slowly beginning to emerge from self-isolation here. And it's probably only a matter of weeks before they do reopen. There's no complacency here though, and I think it will personally take me a much longer time to get used to being around larger numbers of people again, especially since I was never a fan of crowds to begin with. My thoughts go out to everyone in other parts of the world now who are just starting to experience what we've been through over here. If you're listening from one of those places, then I hope that the relatively optimistic news from China will at least give you some comfort. It isn't easy, but it will get better again. My advice is, of course, keep yourselves informed, but limit your news intake to one short period in the morning and one in the evening. Any more will drive you crazy. If your gym is closed, follow an exercise app. There's really a lot that you can do just using your body weight. And finally, just keep calm and keep happy. Be patient with your loved ones, overindulge a little in naughty treats, and don't lose your sense of humor. I'm here with Sabrina Chen. Sabrina is, I now let me see if I got this right, you're the program director of the Shanghai International Dance Center. Yes. Well, the first question I need to ask you is, what is the object that you've brought today? Uh, the object is actually a prop we used in our previous performance. Okay, show me. <laughs> okay, here it is. She's getting it out of her bag. What? Okay. <laughs> like a garbage. Can you describe what we're looking at here? Yeah, it's actually, it's coming from a sketch paper. The original size of this paper is the same size as the stage mm. because the artist, the dancer, painted at the same time dancing on the floor. So he painted with his body. And that's part of the performance? Or this is just what you do to protect the stage? No, it's part of the performance. Oh, right. Yes, it's a very special performance. The name is called Inked. The performer inked on the paper. So actually, after the performance, lots of audience came up to ask for it. <laughs> so because it's already become a garbage, so we might as well just rip it off and give it to the people who like it. Okay. The artist's name is called Akash, who is an Indian British, and this was his second time in Shanghai. So he's very happy to see the people appreciate his work so much, <laughs> even want to keep the garbage. <laughs> well, it's awesome. You know, 
the whole art of dance is so abstract, especially when it comes to like what you can bring as an object. So you, you managed to make something work pretty well. <laughs> well, tell me about what you do at the International Dance Centre. Okay, I'm the program director uh, of the Shanghai International Dance Centre Theatre because uh, actually Shanghai International Dance Centre is a geographic concept because in this complex there are two dance schools, two dance companies, as well as two theatres. So my responsibility is to curate for the two theatres. We have to run about 250 performances a year between the two theatres. So one-third of the performances are coming from the international uh, companies. So my job is to invite them to China, to Shanghai, to perform. Okay. So one-third is from abroad. How does it work for the two-thirds from China? Uh, out of from the two-thirds from China, one-third of them... Uh, is actually from the residence companies because I just mentioned we have two dance schools and two dance companies and they are the Shanghai Ballet and the Shanghai Dance Theatre Company. They are two of the biggest dance companies in China. So they are very stable companies who will perform in our theatre. And the rest of the performance are from the visiting companies who uh, came to rent our venue. So I guess... When I ask you, how did you get into this as a program director, my, my initial assumption would be that you were a dancer. Is that true? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I was a dancer maybe during Chinese New Year or Christmas in front of my family, <laughs> but not a professional dancer. I studied journalism in my university. Then I went to the UK to study postgraduate in hotel management. So that's n nothing to do with dance. However, since when I was four, I started learning Chinese dance and a little bit ballet when I was very young. I always had a passion in dance. So after I grow up, after I get a job, I still go to dance lessons during my leisure time, yeah, after work. So for me, uh, dance is always something that's connected with me very closely. I went back to Shanghai to work as a PR in the international PR firm. Uh, still nothing to do with art yet. And suddenly, one day, I realized I don't really care about brands or luxury stuff. For me, it's maybe it's other people's lifestyle. But for me, my lifestyle is going to the theater. And this is something I want to do for eight hours a day. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm being a little bit forward here, but you're pretty young, right, to be a program director? Uh, compared to the European countries, yeah, I'm 34. When I travel to the European countries, I see lots of program directors like above 40 or 50. But actually, it's not that young in China because lots of new theatres were built. For example, in our company, the average age of the staff is only 28. Oh. So I'm actually relatively the old one. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. And when was it opened? Uh, it was opened in 2016, October. Right. Yeah. Not that long. However, after the three-year open, we already established our reputation in China, even internationally. Yeah, because we are actually the only one complex 
dedicated to dance in China. It's it's not very usual, even uh, compared to other countries. Yeah. So how does dance then fit in with the other cultural elements of a city like Shanghai? I can see it stands quite alone compared to other communities such as classical music, uh, theatre, musical. Musical is getting really big now these days. So dance has a really small community. However, I think because um, our unique position, we have brought uh, more and more audience, the community for dance. Yeah. Well, then tell me about this community. What what are their tastes? Because dance can be very classic and dance can be very avant-garde, can't it? Like, mm-hmm. for me, I'm not somebody who understands much about dance, but mm-hmm. I, I can definitely see those two extremes. Where on that spectrum do you think the taste levels right now are in Shanghai? We target the contemporary dance mostly. So uh, I cannot say that was the taste of the, the Chinese or Shanghai audience because there are too many of them. Yeah, they're very diverse. But I can say the audience for our theatre, their tastes are very uh, international. Mm. Yes. Uh, when I uh, when I travel to the UK, sometimes I find it quite funny. Is I actually found the British audience are very similar to Shanghai audience. All right. Can you, can you explain why? Um, I don't know why, but from my observation, because I always I went to uh, Sadler's Wells, which is the major dance theatre in London, and in terms of program, we have very similar taste, and all the program we present uh, are received very well by the audience. So, which means uh, even these program or the company are their first time to perform in Shanghai, but the Shanghai audience can get it straight away. They can recognize, they can distinguish which is the good company, which is not. Even you don't have to tell much about it to them. So I think the Shanghai audience are very smart. They are very open-minded. They had good relationship or cultural exchange with the expect international culture. Yeah. So you mentioned the strange link between the audience tastes in at least Shanghai and, and London. What about then from places outside of the UK, like other kind of dance groups? What is their particular style and how does that gel with the Chinese audience? In the continental European countries, for example, France or Germany, their artists are very different from the British artists. I think the British artists and British companies are quite commercial in some way. Maybe this is because why uh, the Shanghai audience are quite similar to the British uh, audience because Shanghai is such a commercial city. But in France or Germany, you will see actually the artists, sometimes they don't care about the market that much, so they can focus on what they believe, their artistic direction. So uh, some of their programs are extremely avant-garde, cannot be understood at all. Yeah. Interesting. And have you had any of those shows at least approaching that level of avant-garde in Shanghai? What was your experience there? Yes, because we have two theatres. One grand theatre, one experimental theatre. The grand theatre has 1,000 seats. So um, in that theatre, we usually programme the performance that's... It's not completely commercial, but at least can be accessed by the people easily. But in the experimental theatre, we will program some avant-garde company, uh, such as, uh, uh, for example, last year we had a solo show from 
Japanese company who was standing in the uh, center of the stage for an hour. It doesn't move at all. So all the dance movements were completed in that one spot <laughs> in the center of the stage. Okay. Well, this is where you lose me as an audience. <laughs> but I'm sure there are people out there who, who do appreciate that. Uh, actually, we do have this concern because the theater was just opened and contemporary dance is still a quite new form of art for Chinese audience. So in the early stage to develop the audience, uh, we don't want to scare them away. Yeah, that's why uh, when we program, we still need to think about uh, what can be accepted by the Chinese audience, and um, is there anything else we can add to to educate them, to brought them their view so they can accept more forms of art? But I think the growing speed is very fast in China, because uh, the very big difference from the Chinese audience and the European audience is actually in the European theaters you see lots of uh, older generation of the audience. However, in Shanghai, the audience come to see the, the performance in our theater are very young. They are under 35. And lots of younger kids, yeah, they come with their parents. So these people, they're very open-minded. For, so for them, even it may be a slightly avant-garde show, but they would not say, okay, it's not my cup of tea. They would try to think about it. Uh, is this something that I haven't seen before? I didn't enjoy it that much. Is it because I don't know it that well? So I will maybe try something more, something else. So I think that Shanghai audience are very open. Well, that's the result then. So there you go. You have you have the, these programs, but you're the one who has to curate this. Like, yes. has your background in journalism and, and hotels and maybe PR, like how has that helped your, your job? Uh, I think it helps a lot. Because may, maybe because... Uh, working in theatre is about managing people. It's about making network. And that's exactly the same to journalism or PR. PR is about anticipate your target market. Um, marketing is very important. How we describe the program, which part of the program is the most attractive for the audience, and how we deliver the message to the audience, yeah, because the performance only lasts for two days, usually only two shows. So I think the journalism background makes me more sensitive about my, my audience. Interesting. What about the feedback afterwards? I guess that the two groups, one would be a very new audience, and the other would be maybe the people who would consider themselves experts. You know, the interesting thing is, I don't think the expert can sometimes see clearly yeah, on the performance. Because they've learned the techniques, sometimes they frame themselves in a certain way. They have the stereotype from what they've learned. They have the definition of what dance is. But however, though, sometimes the ordinary audience, they don't have the, the boundary, the, the stereotype. For me, uh, I don't see actually the the expert audience are superior than ordinary audience. For contemporary dance, it's, it's not ex examination. So uh, the most of questions we got from our audience is, what's it about? What do you want to say? And our artists will always respond, 
What do you see? <laughs> of course, they will talk about uh, why they create this program. Yeah, what's their inspiration from? But most important thing is they will encourage our audience to think their own way, not to just seek a standard answer. And we're talking a lot about、um, Shanghai.、Mm. What about the rest of China? Do you see a big difference between Shanghai and and other parts? In terms of contemporary dance, I think yes. Shanghai audience are more open-minded, as I said many times. Sometimes it's more difficult to to market contemporary dance company in other cities. That's why Shanghai is the first market they have to test, help to develop their reputation in other areas of China. So I think、uh, the audience in Shanghai are very lucky. And how about now? Are you are you doing any dance in your own free time? Yes,、uh, throughout the last few years, I learned many types of dance: belly dance, jazz dance, contemporary dance, ballet, Chinese classical dance, folk dance. But recently, I realized I want to keep doing、uh, Argentina tango. Oh right! At this age, I want to do something more elegant. <laughs> nice. So you're you're doing classes? Yes, I'm doing classes every every week. Oh wow! Yeah, and I I did Argentino tango with my husband during my、uh, wedding. It was our first dance. And so, is he into it, or he just did it because you are? Well, I think he started it because we need to do the first dance. But after he realized he wants to keep doing this, I think the reason why is because in Argentino tango. Uh, the guy has to always lead the woman, <laughs> so I have to obey him. <laughs> Only when we dance. <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to ask any more questions about your marriage. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sabrina. It was really, really interesting. Thank you so much. Well, let's move on to part two. Part two is our ten quick questions. So I will not delay any further and just jump straight in. Question one: What is your favorite China-related fact? The cultural diversity.、Mm. Because China is so big, and when you travel to Beijing, you realize the city is completely different from Shanghai. Some people likes it, some people hates it. For me, I really enjoy this diversity, and this is the reason why I decide to come back to China after my study. Because I find so many interesting things going on in this country. Right, I think it's it's more like a continent than a country, right? Yes. Do you have a favorite word or phrase in Chinese?、Uh, yes, recently I have a favorite colloquial word in Chinese called "xi mao." Xi means suck. Mao is cat. <laughs>、yeah. Actually, you know, "xi mao" is is a word coming from. Uh, taking drugs, because <laughs> cat is so adorable and adored by so many young people in China. So sometimes we feel like we are addicted to it. Oh. Yeah. Myself is actually a cat person. I have two cats, and I'm addicted with them. Yeah. And our company we adopt a cat from a rooftop of our theater. So everyone is. 
addicted to the cat. So we, I like the word shimo. <laughs> right. So it's like taking drugs, but the drug is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Chinese for toxoplasmosis? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's a long word. I'll tell you later. <laughs> What is your favorite destination within China? The southwest of China, where the pandas are. Right. <laughs> If you left China, what would you miss the most, and what would you miss the least? I miss the most the hot pot. Right. Yeah, I miss least the the traffic. Simply said, is there anything that still surprises you about life here in China? Ah, the square dance ladies. Every time when we invite a company, international company, to Shanghai, they will ask me. Where we can see the square dance ladies because they want to join them. <laughs> Sometimes I would go to see the square dance with the artist, and then they found out the square dance are so difficult, even for a professional dancer. <laughs> and it's amazing to see so many old old ladies still enthusiastic. We dance so much every day after work. My mother-in-law is one of them. Actually, when we just opened the theater, we had to make a promotional video of the theater. So in the video, we invite a group of square dance lady, and I was observing them while they were making the video. As soon as they start dancing, everyone is so happy. You know, I'm very moved by this scene. So even though sometimes they make. Noise in in the park in in the public space, but I think it's really a good lifestyle for the old people. Well said. In case anyone out there has never seen this, it's almost every town square where there's an empty space. You're walking home from work because it's normally at that after work time, and you'll pass two or three groups, and sometimes their music will be clashing with each other because yes. they're too close to each other. But I also love it. What is your favorite place to go out to eat, to drink, to hang out? Well, if you put me into the fashionable place, I would still enjoy it. But maybe I would not proactively choose to go. Maybe it's because、um, I grown up in Shanghai. I've seen too many of that. For me, I feel like a little bit fed up with it. Yeah, so that that's why I like to go to the place more cozy. Ah,、uh, maybe the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Herma 先生 Which one's that? Herma 先生 the Mister Mister Herma. Uh, uh, yes, yes. It's it's magic. So when you order seafood, actually they will put it in a bag and they will hand the bag on the track. So it's like an automatic system. You can receive your goods. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite WeChat sticker? Uh, a kumamo. <laughs> Rolling on the floor. <laughs> okay, let's see this. You've just sent it to me, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so I know this guy from Line, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's growing on me. I've seen it through a couple of loops now, and I'm laughing. Okay, I'm a fan. I'm going to use that one.、Um, what is your go-to song to sing at KTV? Ah,、oh, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> One of the reason why I like this song very much is because it's similar to musical, right? And it's a good song to break the ice. <laughs> For sure. And are you into musicals as well? Are you? Yeah, because I I used to work in a musical company too. Oh, which one was that? 
Asian United. Yeah, th this is the one introduced the Chinese version of Mamma Mia and the Cats in China. Yeah, right. Okay, there's a whole other podcast there, but we have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, what other China-related media or sources of information do you use? Uh, kind of, I rely on everything. Um, WeChat, Weibo, official or unofficial media, uh, international website as well. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Sabrina. You know that I only have one more question left, and that is, out of everyone else who you know in China, who do you think I should interview next? Okay, I think you should interview Michelle Chu, who is a very interesting lady. She is doing improvisational comedian. Hmm. In English or in Chinese? Uh, both. Mainly in Chinese, but I know she was doing an English one too. Yeah. Wow, amazing. I can't wait to meet Michelle. Well, thanks so much, Sabrina. Thank you. Sabrina's story is one which I find very inspiring. She could have been somebody who had spent her whole career in dance. But personally, I've always thought that the most well-rounded experts are people who have experience from multiple disciplines. With Sabrina, her background in journalism, hospitality and PR, together with her lifelong passion for dance, are for me the exact reasons why she is a great fit for the role she has. Let's look at the images that I've posted on social media this week. Please check out Mosaic of China on Instagram or Facebook, or join the community on WeChat by adding me on my ID, Oscar10877. This week, there is Sabrina with her object, the piece of inked paper. There's her favorite WeChat sticker. There are images depicting the amazing phrase Shimao, one of which I borrowed from Josh at the Mandarin Slang Guide or MSG podcast. He did a recent episode about Chinese wordplay, so definitely check that out if you're into your Mandarin. Oh, I also posted a video of that fish being magically delivered at the Herma Xiansheng supermarket. And Herma Xiansheng actually means Herma Fresh, not Mr. Herma. The two different Xiansheng's both have exactly the same tone. There is a photo of Sabrina and her husband doing the Argentinian tango at her wedding. It looks annoyingly cool. So to offset the cool, there's also some photos of ladies doing the town square dancing. And Sabrina's favorite China-related fact was about the cultural diversity across China. So I was wondering what image to post to reflect this. And then I remembered that there had been an app that was released a few months ago to commemorate the 70th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China, which allowed you to superimpose on a photo of your face the traditional costumes of all the minority groups of China. So, if you want to see 24 weirdly filtered, culturally appropriated versions of me in different national costumes, it's quite something. Mosaic of China is me, Oscar Fuchs, artwork by Danny Newell, and extra support from Milo de Prieto and Alston Gong. Stay healthy and stay happy, everyone, and I will be back next week. My parents were a little bit concerned about what I was doing. Once I got this job, they suddenly like, changed their attitude and they would speak to their relatives like, yeah, we encourage her to do whatever she likes to do. You know, we never stop her doing anything she wants to do. Right. <laughs> Typical Chinese parents. <laughs> if it worked out well, then they take credit, right? <laughs>